It's that time of year again, where our immunity is really being tested. I have to feel 100% in order to run my weekly podcast, fulfill deliverables for my clients and partners, manage my household, and take care of my family of five. So believe me, I take my health seriously and take all the measures I can to feel my best. Sambacol was developed by a virologist and is a dietary supplement that provides powerful immune support fueled by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. Black elderberries are a natural source of vitamin A, C, and E, and contain antioxidants that may help fight free radicals. The gummies and syrup have a delicious berry flavor and are easy to incorporate into my daily wellness routine. They're dairy, egg, gluten, nut, soy, and wheat-free, vegan and vegetarian friendly, and they do not have any artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. Visit sambucolusa.com and that's spelled S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L-U-S-A.com and use my code MOMSENSE15 to receive 15% off your order of $9.99 or more. This offer is valid for U.S. customers only. Sometimes parents need a little reminder that our health comes first and Sambucol can help. Something happened like around 2016, which at the time I had a two and a half year old and three and a half year old. And it was like a lot of travel. And at some point I realized the ambitions of my twenties were no longer serving me my thirties. And now what? You get scared. Well, if I stop, will the next 20 something take my place? I first, I took the phone and I called some friends and and I called some PR execs and I said, Hey, I'd like to do an interview series. on women doing, creating, and redefining what it means to be a working mom. And I called it, originally had a different name, but within a short period of time, it became Hustle Like a Mom. After doing the first batch of of interviews, I realized, wait a minute, there's something here. There's something bigger. And I, over the next few years, slowly built up Hustle Like a Mom. And then little by little walked away from what I had built already in the entrepreneurial endeavors with the TV campaigns and the travel and all of that. Hi there, it's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids, and of course, their mom sense and dad sense superpower. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chriselle Lynn. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan. Hi, this is Tony Leroy. Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Do you have a mom tribe, one that is filled with enterprising entrepreneurs who support and uplift you with the professional and personal grind? Well, today I'm interviewing the founder of one of the best mom tribes on the planet, Hustle Like a Mom. 
Pamela Peckerman is a serial entrepreneur and the creator of Hustle Like a Mom, a multimedia platform and events brand focusing on empowering and educating moms to build a successful bridge from mom life to entrepreneur life. As a mom of two, Pamela understands the need for community and authentic connections with other like-minded women that are doing, creating, and redefining what it means to be a working mom. With over 15 years of experience in media, marketing, and events, Pamela founded Hustle like a mom in 2017 to ensure every mom can live a life that allows her to align with her personal and professional aspirations via Instagram, virtual and in-person events, business coaching, and beloved Sunday share newsletter. Hustle like a mom speaks to the between drop off and pick up mompreneurs. Pamela, welcome to That's Total Mom Sense. Thank you for having me. So excited. So let's begin with how you were entrepreneurial in your childhood, because I can only imagine all the ideas you came up with and problem solving oh, tactics. <laughs> I, I very much recall making a large you know, batch of brownies and cutting it up into not the most shareable sizes and trying to sell <laughs> those off for like 10 cents, 15 cents. I remember having books in like this, we had like an upstate cottage, very much like Dirty Dancing. Imagine that, that's the bungle of me. And I would take all of like the books that I had already read and I would like sell them off for like 50 cents, 75 cents, you know, never a dollar because that seemed too much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So always entrepreneurial and just wanting to make my own path, clearly, even in the beginning. Wow. And you are the product of immigrants from Russia or for the Soviet (laughs) Union. And so tell us about the core values that they instilled in you, your family members, your grandparents? Yeah. I mean, so they came here with nothing. I feel like now sometimes people come and at least they know somebody was here. My parents came in the seventies as religious refugees. There was no path, if you will, of like, let me phone a friend situation. Uh, I think, but from that, I feel like I learned how to be very gritty. So even as I've gotten older and my bank account has changed and my zip codes have changed, the mentality does not change at all. And so I think what they instilled in me is this idea that no is not an option. It's just the beginning of the conversation. And I used that when I was in school. I used that when I started my first venture out of college. In, in sort of parallel to that hustle mentality, which is very much embedded within me, heart. So that as you go along your journey, you are no better and no worse than somebody else. And if you miss a step, the only step you miss is kindness. And that's a big thing, especially my mother, you know, everybody around you has value. Don't ever, ever forget that. I feel like, you know, whenever I say hustle, I say hustle with heart now. And I think about, you know, what my parents and my grandparents instilled in me. Tell us about your career in media because, you know, it was so varied um, from television to digital to print. So tell us, you know, the highlights. Sure. So literally at the end of my year, uh, my final semester at NYU, I didn't have enough editorial to present in the fashion space. And by the time I was graduating college, I realized I wanted to be, you know, the next, you know, Terry Agins. I wanted to write, I wanted to write fashion, that that's who I wanted to be, but I didn't have enough clips. And so I, 2005, I bought a domain. Long story short, within six months and then like the two months or so after I graduated, that became my first business venture. Right mm-hmm. time, right place, right hustle with heart, I guess. And that was called uh, bagtrends.com. And what I didn't realize was happening on the back end was the online fashion boom 
was booming. And so literally within a year, what started out as a working resume became my first job, my first entrepreneurial venture. Bag Trends eventually turned into shopbagtrends.com. We were the first online magazine and online shop devoted to the contemporary handbag market. It's how I got to know people like Rebecca Minkoff nearly 20 years ago. We were all yes, out with the morning city. after bag. If you yeah. yeah, I remember Loved sitting it. at a cafe and not far from NYU. And this girl named Rebecca was explaining to me this bag that she created that didn't make it through a FedEx ship. And now we all know because we read her book that didn't yeah. make it to the show. That was the first hustle venture was bagtrans.com. That took me to about eight plus years. That led to TV and HSN and QVC finding me. And I was their handbag trend forecaster. And then TV kind of more and more TV started happening. And I just fell in love with television. I fell in love with media. And so it was one venture after another, but mostly over the next, you know, after the, after bag trends, the first seven plus years, which was widely successful, the next years up to where I am right now, for the most part has been television and traveling the country and being a spokesperson for, you know, awesome companies like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Home Goods and Crest. (laughs) And I loved it. I really, really loved the ride. I love that you made your mark in fashion in this way. And now I have to ask you, what are your favorite makes for handbags now as far as okay, uh, yeah, longevity? (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. Not because we just mentioned her, but definitely Rebecca Minkoff. And I still have some of my old mad bags, you know, on the other side of the spectrum. I love a Valentino. So I have a few of those. It's interesting though. I still find myself gravitating towards the ones that you don't know yet. I spent so many years as a trend forecaster, like trying to figure out like Perrin Paris, that if anybody, if you want to look that brand up, it's, it's like a sculpture of a handbag company. That's, that's how I feel about that. There's an artist named Elizabeth Sutton that makes clutches that I love. So I'm still, I realize that I still like the brands that are like low on the radar, if you will, and not, not necessarily mainstream, but I have a few designers that I wear in between. There's yes. a Chanel that might pop up here and there. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Classic. How did you make a transition to, you know, motherhood? I feel like actually, you know, motherhood is what sparked your entrepreneurial journey even more. Oh, absolutely. It was like lighting the flame. Like I've been an entrepreneur since the out of the gate, even with the TV, it was, you know, me negotiating deals with producers or me negotiating deals with sponsors. And also along the way with the TV, I was still hosting events with bagtrends.com for a decade. So there's always like negotiating and entrepreneurship. I would say that motherhood came hard and fast. Mm. <laughs> I had one and then a year later I had the other. I was still hosting events. And then I had these great contracts where I traveled the country for certain brands as their spokesperson for you know TV campaigns and hosting opportunities. Something happened like around 2016, which at the time I had a, a two and a half year old and a three and a half year old. And it was like, yes, <laughs> a yeah. lot of travel, you know, you're from the TV world, a lot of travel. And at some point I realized the ambitions of my twenties were no longer serving me my 20, my thirties. And now what? Because right. In our industry, if not maybe in in every industry, you get scared. Well, if I stop, will the next 20-something take my place? Even saying that now really scares me. And so what I what I did, like any journalist, like you know, you do, you take the mic. I first I took the phone and I called some friends and and I called some PR execs and I said, Hey, I'd like to do an interview series Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, on women that, and this just came out of my mind, my mouth. Um, of doing, creating, and redefining what it means to be a working mom. And I called it, originally had a different name, but within a short period of time, it became Hustle Like a Mom. And I wanted to just talk to women that were in their 30s-ish, 
figuring out what is the next chapter or am I the only crazy or do people just stay on the journey? And so that's how Hustle Like a Mom started with, was with my general frustration of being in my 30s and realizing, what? How, yes. is, how is it that my ambitions of my 20s are not the same as my ambitions of my 30s? Am I not yeah. just to keep climbing at the same pace, working the 60 hour work week. That's kind of after doing the first batch of of interviews, I realized, wait a minute, there's something here. There's something bigger. And I, over the next few years, kind of slowly built up Hustle Like a Mom, little by little walked away from what I had built already in the entrepreneurial um, endeavors with the TV campaigns and the travel and all of that. Because I like to say that just do it is not sound business advice. You need to let something pay for something else. Yes, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I love that you serve your community with programming and content and uh, courses to help them. And I want to zero in on a couple of them now. So one is reverse engineer your year. Pamela can share how she came up with a guilt-free work schedule that aligns with her personal and professional aspirations, including quarterly planning for parties and a weekly to-do list and scheduling her year and planned pauses uh, that just diversifies her joy. And she turned herself from a 60-hour workaholic and TV personality into someone who was doing drop-off and pick-up as a mompreneur. But in the end, she was living a more fulfilled life. And so I think that's something that we're like, oh my God, we need to crack the code. Pam has done it. What systems do we need to have in place when we want to have this rhythm between sure. you know our yeah entrepreneurial aspirations and our career and then our family life and you know adhering to the responsibilities that are going to exist for a very long time. (laughs) I will say that COVID solidified a lot for me. I homeschooled for 18 months. And so I realized, you know, I have these pockets. How can I be more focused and have exponential clarity during the time that I have? And finally, in September of 21, when the kids actually went back, I was like, okay, I'm going to pot commit to the messaging that I put out about my community, which which is the between drop-off and pick-up mompreneur. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to be functioning from approximately nine to three-ish. We're not talking about yeah. like when you have a launch or something big. Okay. But you know, 85% of the time, this is me, really. The way that this works for me is if you so assuming we're speaking to you who has a business, right? If you have decoded your community, meaning you fully understand and grasp, and some people think they, they do, and I I challenge you to ask yourself again, do you really understand your community? Can you tell me what they eat, how they sleep, where they breathe, when they wake up? And here's why. Because if you've decoded your community, you know exactly how to show up. If you block out, let's say, three hours of content content creation time a week to create marketing for your business, you know exactly what you need to do. The colors, the fonts, the, <laughs> the messaging. So I have to a T, and I think a lot of it is because of the last two years of being virtual and so much Instagram, FaceTime and emails. I've decoded my community and that helps me a lot. I really think about, and I, I challenge everybody to think about what are you really selling so are you really selling me a podcast? Are you really selling me a book? Are you really selling me, you know, earrings and a headband? Or are you selling me, you know, style in 10 seconds with the headband? So the idea of me me being able to know that I'm never selling you a course, I'm selling you a lifestyle choice. And mm. I create messaging around that. It's really important. So if you're sitting there and, and I'm speaking right now also as like a Q, former QBCHSN girl, they are never selling you a bag. 
Turn on one of those channels for five minutes. And I guarantee you, one of the few words you're going to hear is the actual product. They're going to say, Mary, can you imagine you walking through the door and it's the crossbody bag and your hands are free. So the dog jumps on and the kids are there and you're still feeling good. They paint the picture. And that's when you know, when you decode your community, then you can begin to think about what are you really selling and you get to create the mess. I mean, again, messaging is my jam. And I, I would say that the other thing with all of that is that you have to master your messaging. So once I was able to do all that, getting back to that I call it roughly the 20 hour work week becomes a little bit easier. So I sit down on a Sunday kind of to, to get to your um, practical points. I sit down on a Sunday and I'm a big color coder. It's a visual thing. I love it. Every kind of bucket of what I do has a color. So social has a color email, you know, newsletter writing as a color events that we host as a color and the, the um, coaching that I do as a color. And I literally have a color for my, for my VA. Yeah. Everything has a color. And when you sit down and you think to yourself, I narrow everything down to like quarterly goals. I want—I don't want to get into too much of it because we do talk about it at the quarterly planning party, but every quarter has three specific goals. One is to, amp- um, to amplify your brand, which I talk about at the quarterly planning party. One is to amplify your brand. One is a focused money move because you can't do all the things, a focused money move. And one is a business de-stressor, which is not you going to the spa. It's like something that's causing you stress in your business. And so uh-huh. every quarter, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I love it because we all have those pain points and you're just like, you know, I wish I could eliminate this, but I haven't yet. And so if you're really honing in on what that is, it's like, you know. I always tell people when we we do the quarterly planning, if the only thing you do over the next three months is remove that stressor, how much happier you're going to be like April 1st, you know, know, October 1st. I plan my on Sundays. It usually takes about an hour and an hour and a half, give or take. And then I, I kind of plan for what I'm going to do on Monday and sometimes on Tuesday, because I can't do the whole necessarily always the whole week. It's hard. Yeah. 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 And, and things come up. There's fires to put out. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, here's the thing. I think one of the biggest things is there's so much data on this. We overcommit. We put like 10 things on our list and then inevitably it's like the rollover. Don't do that. Like, don't do that to yourself. Put the meaty yeah. things on. So I, I think that knowing what you're really selling, knowing what's really driving the dollars, like I will think back to what I used to do before, all the press events, all, you know, all the extra phone calls. No, I mean, not to say that everything has to have a du- direct line to the, to the bank account, but it has to segue some way into the bank. That's one of the things that I focus on with clients or even just through our um, quarterly planning parties is you have these three goals per quarter. That's what helps me in the 20 hours. Like I'm looking at the clock right now when we're recording, it's 1.34. In about an hour and a half, I turn into a pumpkin. That's it. Yeah. I, I totally get it. I love that you're so streamlined with your process because that is something that as moms, we have to be. And I feel like, you know, we optimize those time windows to be as productive as possible. Here's what I always say, which about social media, because it's hard for all of us. I totally get it, right? It's like, oh, what's Kanika doing? What's my friend Sabina doing? And, yeah. you know, and then before you know it, like 30 minutes went by and you didn't even have fun necessarily because it's not like you called your girl on the phone. Right. So what I always say with like with respect to, to like Instagram or whatever social media platform you like is enter with intention. Why are you walking into that door? And so, for example, I just remember I had a conversation with, with one of my mastery messaging clients and I said to her, because she's so frustrated with Instagram and I said to her, okay, 
You right now are trying to build out clientele in Connecticut, right? You want to get to the boutiques in Connecticut in certain towns. You want to get influencers in that area. So instead of just like scrolling aimlessly, give yourself, I I always say like budget it like an allowance. Like I have $30, I have 30 minutes. You have $30 slash 30 minutes to spend. Walk into the store. (laughs) You know, if you're just looking for underwear, right? Walk into the store and say, okay, I'm only going to look at the hashtags for, you know, hashtag CT, which is Connecticut, hashtag CT mom, hashtag Connecticut boutique. I'm only going to look and that's it. After 30 minutes, you probably have found a few accounts to follow. You've done some engagements and then you're out because you don't have any more any more money left. So if you give yourself a budget of time, especially for the if social media is your pain point, that's it. And I and love that. Give it to yourself during the day when you're at like peak performance. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. And even at night, I feel like it's um, it's not what you want to be thinking about last right before bed. And I am guilty of this. Um, but there's times where I'm just endlessly stro- scrolling, and then I'm like, holy shit, it's eleven, you know. And I just you, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I, no, I'd I much rather my my sleep and time to recharge than than that. And so you've given me this idea that like anytime I am kind of scrolling, whether it's to like see how everyone's doing or to get ideas, put an alarm, set an alarm for that 30 minutes on your phone. And that way it'll buzz. And and then it's like, that's it. I got to kick myself off. And guess what? If you're going in just to be social, then just know that. It's like, okay, I'm going in for 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever it is that you want. I want to check in on my girlfriends or I want to see what's, you know, I want to see what food, like new recipes are out there, whatever it is that you want to do. Yes, that's that's how we should treat the space for sure. Mm -hmm. Almost like, you know, being in store. Hi, listeners. I wanted to take a moment to tell you about a new podcast I've been listening to called Baby or Bust. Fertility doctor and influencer, Dr. Laura Shaheen, assembles medical experts and former infertility patients to guide anyone who's trying to conceive. Dr. Shaheen and her guests work together to shatter myths around fertility and miscarriages and provide emotional support for everyone's individual journey. Topics include the price for various fertility treatments, how common miscarriages really are, and what affects male infertility, as some examples. And to boot, Dr. Shaheen is a double board certified reproductive endocrinologist, best-selling author, and professor at the University of Washington. She has spoken on a myriad of topics, including infertility in the Black community, in hopes of increasing awareness and making resources more accessible. So be sure to subscribe to Baby or Bust on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now, back to the interview. Another program that you have is called Edit to Expand. It's how to remove excess in order to regain control of your time while making more money. And so you share your personal journey and action advice, and you really have created a framework on how to focus on growing our businesses without the burnout. So can you kind of share a few tips on that? Yeah. So I would say that a a lot of Edit to Expand came out of the anxiety of COVID motherhood, which is Mm, technically still not technically is still going on. Right. Um, But it's also a buildup of, you know, 18 years of entrepreneurship of like lessons learned. And so as I was working on myself, because it always starts with me and then eventually with my clients, I realized, wait, we need to take take a step back because if we're building these bridges that never end, are you ever getting to that magical island? You're like stopping and starting. It's like, and so I'm like, no, we need to look at 
everything that you're doing, myself included, because I always say, I start on me first. And I'm like, okay, Pam, where can you edit so that you can expand, right? Everybody has a version of that phrase, right? Like where you put your water or whatever is where the flowers grow, et cetera, et cetera. Say, what can you remove? Like if you look at everything that you're doing, and I, I challenge everybody who's listening to write this down, put down all the buckets of things you do, Instagram, Email. I write if, if you do emails, you should. <laughs> we won't get yeah. into that. Um, you're leaving money on the table, I always say, if you're not writing emails. Instagram, email. I'm hosting IG lives three times a week. I'm doing this. What all the things that you do, either for marketing, for promotion, for sales, I'm doing trade shows. And ask yourself, what am I going to remove in order to regain control? Because especially if I don't know if, if most of your audience is solopreneurs or small business entrepreneurs, you don't have the luxury of a large team and an excessively large budget. And so yeah. if you want to flourish, you can. But the people who are flourishing are the ones that really laser focus on, you know, and this goes into edit to expand, goes into the quarterly planning, and something that's amplifying your brand a money move, a very clear money move, and something that decreases stress in your business, which is still my favorite. I always say, you know, for example, like people get concerned, like, oh, this isn't exactly making me money, but I think it's good. Great. Then that can, you can label that for the quarter as your amplify your, your brand. And, you know, I won't get into all of that right now, but you could label that as your amplify your brand. For example, like we have a summit, it's free to listen and learn. It's a lot of work. Why in the heck would I pay yes. to work on it? Use my time. Why? Because it amplifies my brand. How? And literally, this is all written on a piece of paper, like in actually it's in Google Docs, but you know what I mean? It's on a piece of paper in Google Docs. Yeah. Because I view this as an amplify my brand for, for this particular quarter. Why? Because I get new email subscribers. I can talk about it on press, you know, media loves it. And that's amplifying my brand. And guess what? If you're doing the right thing, as far as like how you're structuring your quarters and picking your three goals for the, for the um, quarter, usually the amplify your brand that you picked in, let's say Q1 is going to lead to whatever is the Q2 money move. That's usually how it you know works. Otherwise, you're just doing a lot of awesome, busy work. Yeah, so true. And what about for those of us um, like me who are content creators? You know, I've definitely established some really thoughtful and integrated partnerships with brands, but you know, I'm not selling anything per se. It's just it's a platform for content, and I feel like a lot of content creators, whether you're doing this on social or a podcast or otherwise. What would you say is our moneymaker? Because we are putting the content out for free. True. So I would say that your moneymaker is partnerships, right? So whether it's it's an ad campaign or a integration of, of some kind of product into your podcast, it's integration yep. into your Instagram account. It's also, and I'm going to bring email again because... Seriously, if you're not sending out emails, you're not reminding people that you exist and that's leaving money on the table. It doesn't have to be every week, but I think it should be every other week at the very least. And just remind people like, hey, you missed this awesome IG live or, oh, we have this great partnership because you want people to come back. We think that people remember us, but they don't. It's just it's just a fact, right? Wow. What percentage of your community on Instagram sees your stuff all the time? What is yeah. it like 3%, 5 if you're like lucky? So I'm right. sitting at I'm sitting with like 18,000 whatever where I'm at 18 something thousand followers and you're telling me that 2 to 3% are are only seeing my content and of that a smaller percent is engaging, a smaller percent is taking the action. However, on our newsletter list right now, I'm sitting with 1200 
subscribers. And that might seem like 1,200, 18,000. I know numbers, math. That. No, right. because my 1,200 raised their hand and checked off. Are you a between pickup and drop off entrepreneur? Is your corporate job sucking the life out of you? Right. So they raised their hand to be there. And they open up those emails and they get the juicy content and the business tips or the mindset tips, et cetera. And so even if, not even if that's not what I meant to say, but, you know, content creators, because that's my world where I come, where I came from before too, right? Mm-hmm. Content creators also need to send out, even if it's every other week, a newsletter reminding me like here, if you're like, let's say a style person, right? Here are the three things I love. Cause guess what? All of those links, don't they, don't they pay you money for that? Usually, right? It's like the, I don't know all the programming that exists right now, but right. You click on the shirt. Oh, you love my Zara shirt. Guess what? And now you get your 5%. But if enough people right. Right. through your, you'd uh, like to know it or whatever. Yeah. And just another thing for everybody to think about as far as content creators is that big partners, if they partner with you on Instagram and you say that you have a newsletter, they maybe want to sponsor your newsletter too and have yeah. their banner or integrate some kind of like, you know, editorial into that because they know that that's going to get a higher ROI percentage wise for them. Yes. So have that as an option. So there's plenty of money to be made as content people. And also, if you're great at creating content, you're probably great, could be doing TV as well. Well, not everybody, but those, yeah. those of them, you know, some of them can. Yes. Yes, it's true. You can definitely parlay that. As we mentioned, all the things, just because you see the whole menu doesn't mean you have to eat all of it. And I yeah. think that's what, we, that's what we get a little bit frazzled. It's like, Pam, you just told me you're working like, you know, 25 hours a week. And you just mentioned the whole menu. I yeah. Just because you go to a summit, mine, somebody else's, whatever, and you hear the whole menu, it's on you to decide, going back to what I said in the beginning, I've decoded my community. So, you know, my community, my Kanika, is she going to be into this or into that? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go all in on this, this quarter. I'm going to make that the focus of my money move. Because if you try all 10, that's when we get into frustration, burnout, and honestly, we don't succeed. I guarantee you that if you focus on the three goals, amplify your brand, money move, and decrease stress, and we can talk about the edit to expand more, you're going to start seeing results because you're going to be so focused. I've decoded my community. I've mastered my messaging, and I know exactly what I'm selling. When you can do all those three things, that's when you're ready to edit to expand. That's when you're ready to like juice up on quarterly planning. And like, I want to talk to you a year from now. Like you give me your results. I'm all in. So what are some of the Hustle Like a Mom events coming up? So we always have in March our annual summit, which this year our theme is money-making habits for successful mompreneurs. And like I said before, just because you hear the whole menu doesn't mean you have to take all of it, but I'm super excited to have our 12 speakers. We have four panels. We have a really fun pom-pom worthy wellness event called Shake Your Money Maker. Um, (laughs) And I'm super excited. It's happening on March 24th. It is free to listen and learn. So you can go to Hustle Like a Mom and get your free seat there. We also have a limited number of hustlers tickets. So you can check out what that includes a one, uh, one on 20 business soon with me, as well as access to our quarterly planning party. So I'm really, I'm really excited for this one. That's awesome. And I'm so honored to be a speaker and panelist at the event. It's I'm so excited. I feel like to be in your orbit and to be being able to add value in my way and serve this engaged and really highly intelligent community is, is just such a privilege. We're so excited to have you. It, I really feel that we we attract good, not just smart people, of course, but just like good 
people. And I, I love on the back end, like, you know, the, the listeners don't know, but like, I love on the back end when like speakers afterwards get to know each other. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Tell us about a mom sense moment that you experienced. And by that, you know, I mean, our built-in sixth sense, that intuition that we have to trust along the way that kicked in with your kids. My one priority in the beginning was getting them to sleep well. I was um, not a big, like gonna buy the books, listen to all the advice, mom. That was not me. I didn't have the stack. Like I have a stack of business books. But I did not no, no, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you write um, your own rule book. It's fine. I, was, no, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to download. I just have to open up to the, to the forces above. And so one of the biggest things for me was I never jumped when they cried. Like even when they wanted food, I was like, I wouldn't slow down on purpose. Like that's just cuckoo. But I was like, yeah. I'm coming. The milk factory is coming. Right. <laughs> you know, there was a book that came out and I didn't read it, but like, I remember the title. It was like something about, it was the Bebe, bringing up Bebe. And it was like, Oh pop. yeah. The French, the, yes. the French book. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I realized, Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly it. That's what I was clearly yeah. doing because it's like chill. And I have to tell you, um, as far as like, you know, learning about instinct as they, so first of all, my first one slept through the night at two months and the second one at four months. And yeah. Wow. That never happens. Wow. When they got older. So when they were one and a half and two and a half and they would wake up, they would just chill in their cribs. So for that, in that age, they would just chill. They wouldn't call for anybody. They would just like hang out when right. they yeah. got to like three and a half and four and a half and like they would say like mama, somebody would get like super common, like mama or dad, usually, usually mama, somebody, yeah. would get, one of us would get them. I would have a crayon box and coloring paper next to our bed. This was like on a Saturday or a Sunday. And they would just like either chill on the side or on the bed. This was like a three-year-old and four-year-old for like an hour. And we would just like snooze. Wow. That was, yep. They, oh my God. Oh, brilliant. They just want to be around you, but then you want to be around. To, yeah. Occupy them. So um, you don't have to it's interesting. Up. During COVID, there was a little switch where they felt like I could be available all the time. And yes. I'm reactivating. I'm reactivating. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Mm-mm, there's no like little like bell on me. It's not, that's not how this is going to work. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But the post-its are still on my door and it, it goes like this. Green means, you know, even if my door is closed, green means you can totally come in. I'm available for a hug. We're good. We're great. Yes. Yellow means I, I need you to knock because I might be like on a call or just writing an email. And they know now that I write, you know, I write a lot messaging for myself or for other businesses. And so I can't be interrupted. But if they knock and I let them in, we're fine. Red means I'm live. Yeah. Unless you are red and bleeding, you are not coming in. Yeah. And it works. I would say 90 plus percent of the time it works. And the, the five or seven percent that it doesn't work, we have problems. <laughs> yeah. No, no, of course. Um, but, you, you know, kids are so visual. And so I feel like if, you know, if they do have this false alarm where they barge in when it's red and you kind of make it clear that you can't do that, uh, yeah. they catch on. They catch on. They do. It's when we slack and we're like, okay. Okay. Or like one parent says this and the other says that, but otherwise we're very consistent and tapping into uh, somebody that I admire very much. Eve Rotsky, your other, your parent is your other co-parent, If you know, should know also that you're not available. I mean, my husband doesn't work from home anymore, but when he's here on a Sunday and I have my sacred Sunday time, you need to respect it. And dad's right. there. And there, right. you know, I have an almost nine-year-old and an eight-year-old. Like we're good. Like it's now time for Mom Hall when we share products we love. So is there something that you're like, this I cannot live without right now? 
So happy pants from Dressed in Joy. She makes these, oh, hold on. I'm wearing them now. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Um, she makes these so cute. gorgeous prints and um, I love it. So that's Dressed in Joy. I love all her leggings. They just make me happy. And I've been on this like happy, like vomit of rainbow, as you can see with like the painting behind me, colors. I also love, um, there's a company called Sarah Joy and she makes sarongs, but I wear them as as very bright scarves during the, during the winter. Wander Beauty, you know, I think, you know, of course. Divya. Yeah. I know. Oh, Divya, yeah. So oh I, I the love fact that you can double up. It's like, yeah, they, they all make their simplified makeup. Yeah. It's, it's just all the products are like double duty. I'm obsessed. All their mascaras are phenomenal. And I feel like if you've done nothing else in the morning, you fake awake with mascara and basically you're good. Yeah, you're basically good. So yeah, like I love bright colors. I love mascara, obviously. Oh gosh, there's so many brands that I adore, but those are those are the three that come to mind. I can't live without color and I clearly can't live without mascara. Yes, yeah, I, I love it. And where can my listeners find you and you know access all your programming? Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. So you can go to Hustle Like a Mom and you can find out about all of our upcoming events, including uh, my coaching program, which is Master Your Messaging. And also, actually, we have something special for your listeners. If you go to Hustle Like a Mom forward slash plan dash pro, um, I have a free worksheet on three strategies to stay laser focused on your core goals. So I hope that you guys can use that and benefit your um, planning strategies. So exciting. So exciting. And we really look forward to the summit on March 24th. And tell us a little bit about the speakers. We have 12 amazing speakers, all mom entrepreneurs, all living that same between, you know, predominantly drop-off, pick-up lifestyle. Because I think that in in picking speakers like that, they're going to give realistic goals. Um, We go into uh, four areas of money-making habits for successful mompreneurs. One is uh, reels, real talk. So are you just shaking to music or are you shaking your moneymaker and actually it makes sense? So giving you tips on that. Yourself, you're going to be on an awesome panel on brand and messaging, which I'm super excited to um, to layer into the conversation. We have an email marketing pro panel because hello, we talked about that before. It's so important. <laughs> um, and they're going to give, you know, what I love is they're giving these like juicy tips that you can run with. I, you know, it's not just like I said, like, just do it, go after it, quit your day job. No, it's like little, little action bites that you can take to, um, to build your brand and expand your bank account. Um, and then the fourth panel is on sales copy and communication that closes deals. So hopefully actually your listeners who are content creators could definitely benefit from that one as well. That is awesome. Oh my goodness. It's just going to be such a fun lineup and really, really informative and insightful for our community because they're the same. (laughs) Yes, we definitely align. Yes. Which is why, you know, going back to like where you say yes and where you say no, that's really important people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You know where there's an alignment and if there is any kind of disconnect, why waste your time? So a hundred percent look, and you might say no in areas that you think sound grand, but are not great for you. Like I just said no to speaking at the, at the W in LA, which sounds grand, but it's a no for me because I realized it wouldn't have been right. It just would have been a press glitz. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have to definitely um, look for things that are way more intentional and, and dig deeper when we can. This was awesome. I'm so glad we got into all of it, Pam. And I'm, I'm just excited for your 
gear split up into amazing quarters in 2022. Thank you so much, Kanika. Thank you for listening to my fun and engaging chat with Pam. Wasn't she great? So if you want more of her and Hustle Like a Mom, join us at the HLAM Summit, which is happening in March. Use promo code MOMSENSE20 and you can visit the website hustlelikeamom.com backslash events dash March dash 24 dash 2022. And this link will be in our show notes. What do you get? You get live access to listen and learn to the summit, seven day replay access, access to her quarterly planning party, which is happening on March 29th. And that's a $34 value access to an intimate one to 20 person zoom with Pamela Peckerman focusing on share to sell strategies, plus a chance to pick Pam's brain on questions. And this could be pertaining to branding, messaging, marketing, product market fit, all of that. And that's 90 minutes, which is a $600 value. And also worksheets to help you focus on your very own selling strategies. This is an invaluable gift and I really hope you avail it. And I'm excited to see you at the summit. I'm going to be speaking on branding and marketing strategies as a podcaster and content creator. And I can't wait to have you be in the room with us. If you're loving that total mom sense, I know you're going to subscribe and review and rate the show. I love hearing your feedback. Follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chada Gupta, and you can write to me at that total mom sense at gmail.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. It'll never steer you wrong. See you soon. That's total mom sense.